I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Hey, Roy. How's, how's it going? It's going all right. Been uh, a while since I've seen you. Yeah, a few days, right? Hasn't it been a few days? No, I, I, met, since we've, few I days. met since we've done a podcast. I, I like to pretend that our listeners think that we never see each other except when we're recording a podcast. Oh, that's true. I I mean, I don't really remember what's happened since. Like that we're like 12 hours old and this is just an entire an entire document. Right. You don't want to mention all the things lives. that have happened since. Oh, fuck. We do that all the time, huh? There's a lot of stuff. You know, like life is just what happens while while you're uh, planning you're, to do a podcast. You're waiting to record a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Something uh, like that. Uh, how, how you been? It's been it's been two weeks. Did you have any other Mexican holidays to observe? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, end of story. Cool. No Mexican holidays. Oh, good. Uh, well, we were busy with uh, we were busy with the Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah, that was uh, which really is why fun. we didn't get to do a show last time. I did a lot of drinking and a lot of walking back and forth between a hotel and a convention center. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I got lost almost every time. Really? Yeah, I have a really hard time. It doesn't seem that complicated. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. It's just that I'm real good at getting lost. It's you a should skill get I some have. kind of uh, smartphone app for that. Yeah, the, when the when the map stops, like, like the, Google Maps. Yeah, the map doesn't work very well when you're in like buildings. Oh. What okay. I wish is that Google Maps just had a map of every building that I was in and sure. like, would make a li- like. Okay, so here's what I want. In the I wanna, future, that will be possible. In the future, I want to say think. to my phone, I want to pick up my phone and I want to say, all right, take me over to the convention center where my booth is. Mm-hmm. And what it will do is it will figure out what I'm talking about, where it is, what the layout of the building is. And then it will give me a holographic projection of a hot naked lady to who will walk seductively. Uh, but only I can see her. Uh, so I follow behind her, right. slowly getting closer and closer. And then I have sex with her while we're walking mm-hmm. uh, on the way to wherever I'm going. If that's the case, uh, why even leave your hotel room or your your house? Because really? I'm a man on the go. The, so what I'm looking for is a way for a computer to help me masturbate while I'm doing other things. I thought computers did that anyway. I guess that's true. Yeah. But they're not things Isn't like that getting what from for? place to place. Oh. Well, that's why you get a laptop. Yeah, you know, like I forget who it was. A that laptop. Said, if you had told me 20 years ago that I would do most of my masturbating sitting at a desk, I would have said you were crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Because I mean, what do I have? A, what do I have? A Rolodex with pictures of nude women in it? Oh, you could probably animate them if you did that. Oh, you could. You could have a flip book. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Oh man, you should do that in your booth next year. Yeah, yeah. Just look through this flip book and uh, leave us your email. <laughs> Give me a dollar. <laughs> Give me a dollar and I'll let you flip through my animated porno decks. What what was that called? The um, like you would go to the boardwalk and then you could watch these little little like a, movies. A zoetrope. A zoetrope? No, a penny arcade. That's that's what a penny arcade is, mm, isn't it? A, a Nickelodeon. Yeah, a, a Nickelodeon. Exactly. You yeah. can't do that on television. I'm sorry. No, wait. I don't know. I forget the thing that that makes water. You, I knew if you slap. said water. That would fall on you if you, if you say, say, I don't know, then you get slimed. Really? It wasn't, you can't, no. I th- I think you had to say you can't do that on television. If right? you said, would she go down on you in a theater? Yeah. <laughs> then Alanis Morissette would jump on you. Yeah, you'd get a, you'd get an impromptu bukkaking. Yes. Uh, so we're we're having a we're having a party here. We're, we've left a party behind to do this Wherever podcast. Wherever we are, this is a how, party. Well, that's true, but uh, this time it's a party with more than just you and me and a and a bottle of lube. Yeah, normally all we need, but uh, there's there's some gals here. They were in the swimming pool earlier. Yeah, I and didn't you know see that part you know the most uh, the most uh, in the moment at least the most important gal in the swimming pool turned out to be a black widow. 
hanging out right there on the edge of the pool. Oh, but not not in the middle, saying, "Come on in, boys. The water's fine." No, no, she was just she was just hanging out. I, I'm really glad that I saw it instead of uh, you know finding it with my finger. Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to say freaking out and running away. No, well, I mean, it was really close to the intake for the for the pump. And so what I'm really glad is that there were other people around. So I didn't find it with my dick. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, that would be terrible. Yeah, it would. You'd swell up. You can't can't release. Can't get out of there. Yeah. 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 I mean, there might be release, but, you know. Sure. Not uh, that. Probably only the sweet release might, of death. Yes. Uh, so we put it in a jar. Uh, and then left the jar in the sun. I think it and died. And it didn't have it's, any air holes. N- well, apparently, I don't know. Rachel said it didn't need air holes. Okay. Rachel, well, who uh, is going to be also on... shouldn't be cooked in the sun. That's probably true. Yeah, most most animals don't like being put inside a, a sealed greenhouse. <laughs> um, so maybe we weren't thinking straight yeah. there. I mean, I wanted to kill it. She wanted to put it in a jar, take it home, and see what would happen if she dropped it in with a caterpillar. Oh. Into another jar, which really? I can't imagine she has what would a happen. Caterpillar the, at home I guess she has a caterpillar in the jar. Yeah, she was just. Eh. <laughs> she has like a little mini prize prize fight going on, <laughs> except that there's only been one contender. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the winner so far, but yeah. I guess it's everybody else just got a buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> you wanted to announce about Rachel? Yeah, Rachel, uh, who is the uh, the owner and operator of Rachel's Tiny Farm, uh, a woman who's made a living as a right at Rachel's Tiny Farm dot com. I guess. I don't yeah, know, people shit. can look it up. I think she has a blogspot dot uh-huh. Rachel's sure. Tiny Farm dot blogspot dot She's also an she, amazing. You can find painter. her at rachelbest.com, dot com. I think mm-hmm. is where I don't think Rachel's Tiny Farm dot com. I think is that is think that is, is one. I think it is. Oh, okay. Well, we can we can clear this up. You can ask her that question by sending in. So here's here's the segment that I would like to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ask a lady because we don't often have a female voice. Not not just ask because we're going to have other ladies. I don't think so. She's also specific in that she knows uh, about farming like a lady should. All of these things are the lady arts. I see. So if you have a question about washing dishes. I want dishes, to have more ladies than If you have Rachel. a question about, yes, but the first lady. Okay, we the should first have, lady. Okay, so we'll have Michelle Obama uh-huh. and Rachel. Okay. So Together at the same time? Yeah. Be fun. Sounds hot. I'll have to get another microphone. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we will, uh, yeah, so you guys should send questions for a lady. If you want to know anything about farming. This is the lady that raised my chickens for me mm-hmm. uh, until I started raising them. She raised them from like one day old chicks to many day old chicklets, chickenettes. Uh-huh. Yeah, three three to a pack. Henlings, yeah. Mm-hmm. She she raised three of them for me, and I've only killed one of them so far through mm-hmm. my negligence. She knows about chicken raising and also quail raising. And she tilapia sp- and uh, watermelons. She's also a very accomplished painter. Right, uh, which you can see herself on Rachel, but she sells, like, went into a gallery show the other day, and there it's was a painting, stuff. and it was like thousands of dollars yeah. and it's it's sold it had a red sticker on it next yeah. to the i don't know what like six thousand dollars she sells her big her, yeah her large-scale paintings for like six or eight grand we we bought one of her paintings which took us a long time and it was the smallest painting she's ever made it is it was like four four by four inches cool uh so she, yeah she's not one of those people who used to do something cool and now she makes four inch by four inch paintings no, out in the woods she makes cool things all the time everywhere yeah um so yeah send in questions for a lady and be mm. sure that they're all really insulting like how do i get my husband's armpit stains out of his white shirts just send in proper questions if you say so it seems like we should have more to talk about 
Other what than finding a spider. Well, it's been two weeks since we did. Oh yeah. Well, we didn't talk about Comic Con. What was the best and worst thing that you uh, I don't experienced? Know. At Comic-Con? I feel like all I've done for the last two weeks of podcast is talk about Comic Con. I see. It okay. We, we don't weeks. have to talk. No. Uh, talk you about you that. should tell me your thoughts on Comic Con. I did have one guy who approached me. Uh, you know, I I sell T-shirts which are designed by me and and so on, and people seem to like them. Um, and uh, he came up and he had this a uh, backpack with him, and he's, he's he had like this. Uh, blue uh, sucker in his mouth so his whole mouth was stained blue he's a gentleman in his 50s and are you uh, sure it wasn't from uh his proximity to the spice no his blue within blue yeah. mouth <laughs> i mean maybe he was 500 yeah, years it, old he he did seem like he could see into the future but he he uh started a conversation with how uh he noticed that no one was doing any triangle cartoons so he thought why not give it a go and he's going to do triangle cartoons I didn't understand what this meant until he showed me a little portfolio, which was um, cartoons that were drawn, one panel cartoons drawn in the shape of a triangle. And uh, he told me he was really great at uh, t-shirt slogans. And many of his cartoons were a t-shirt that was hanging on a clothesline and it had a slogan on it. And he proceeded to read them to me and explain why they were funny. And uh, so he asked, he gave me his card, which was a piece of copied paper that was cut and the first address on it was a, a myspace account and uh he said you know if you ever need like a creative person come up with some funny slogans for your t-shirts you know and he pointed at my stuff and he said your stuff is great but you know if you need a creative person to to spice these up uh that was kind of the best and worst thing what were <laughs> uh what were some of his slogans uh no amount of coffee is enough for this monday and then there was a, a smiley face, which was sad, and he pointed out that it was sad. Huh. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, we're talking like Jim Davis levels of creativity. Yes. In very, this guy. very. So I mean, he's, he's a totally going to go like far. Sounds like a firecracker. Yeah. Uh, he did tell me that you know he's a musician, writer, uh, comedian. And uh, he didn't understand why he couldn't get any of these things going. But uh, if I find his card, I'm going to post a link to his MySpace. You think, or do you think that's just mean? See, I, I often wonder. I don't know. If- it might be fun. Jim Davis has a syndicated cartoon. It seems to be doing all right, right? I mean, he probably has a house or so something. So you think since this guy is at least as funny as Jim Davis. Sure. Or what about Johnny Hart? I think Johnny Hart's been dead for a while. Which, which I don't one know if Johnny did Johnny Hart die? Hagar B- the Horrible? BC. BC? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it, huh. That's that, I didn't run into any character. I mean, I ran into a lot of characters from animes and stuff. You know, people right. people dressed like like the little girl dressed like a Nazi, sexy, whatever. Yeah, I didn't see a little girl dressed like. There a was Nazi. a little girl dressed like a Nazi. Isn't there some anime all... where they dress like Nazis? There's an anime uh, that she was from, which every character is dressed like a different country from World War II. But it was a little much seeing a uh, swastika armband on her. You think? Yeah, I kind of wanted to punch her. You should have. She never See, came close. Enough I think for the that. laws against punching little girls are superseded by the laws in favor of punching neo Nazis. Maybe, but I don't think she was. You know that I felt very conflicted and upset about it. There's something wrong with and, the system. And what I did is nothing. Well, sure. There's something wrong with the system if there's nothing so offensive that it doesn't entitle you to punch a little girl. Really? Yeah. What else would be a, a thing that you could punch a little girl for? Or about well, I mean, I the whole notion of not being able to punch girls to me that seems oh, sexist. That, that by itself yeah. is just a reason. yeah, like the being the guy who wrote that law. Uh-huh. That seems like it'd be that. Do you be think good that's? A, I don't think that's a law. I think it's. I think no, it's a lot of punch girls. Mm. I think just punch punch children, right? You're not supposed to punch children. 
Cool. I mean, how are you? That, what, that's probably. How a else are you going to get them to listen, Roy? I don't know. You're supposed to teach them well. You're going to knock them... some sense into them. You're taking them to the school of hard knocks. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You box their ears. Mm-hmm. Is that what you do on Boxing Day? What? Yes. I think people are setting off fireworks outside. Oh, that's... Not, you're not having a shootout here in your neighborhood? That's great. I, you know, when we said, hey, all right, guys, we're going to be recording the podcast upstairs. No one can hear that. That's a, it's we a good time to set off some fireworks. This is uh, dynamic uh, sound or mm. dynamic dancing. Yeah. yeah. We're, a, we're a real dynamic duo. I, I did want to mention one last thing that happened to me, and, and this was uh, kind of a strange one. Uh, Corinne, uh, one of these, I think it was Tuesday night, was going to go wash some screens at the car wash for uh, her screen print club. And in the time that she unlocked her door, which was at our uh, front door inside, and she uses the little, you know, automatic thing, uh, she walked out outside uh, to where the car was, and there was a gentleman rifling through her car. <laughs> Who had just opened it when he heard that it was unlocked and uh, stole our lunchbox. Huh. What kind of lunchbox was it? It was a cloth one. It was really nice. Oh, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a No, like it a, wasn't like a, a Mr. One. Wizard lunchbox no, no, or a no, Battlestar no, Galactica no. lunchbox. But then I, I heard some glass break next door and then I walked over there and he was just standing there in the neighbor's uh, uh, driveway and I asked him for the lunchbox back and we got it back. Huh. And then uh Corinne was uh, had called the police. I was gonna say you didn't also like hit him with a bat. No, I didn't do anything. But the lady on uh, the police on the nine one one said, "So did you apprehend him?" And Corinne's response was, "No, he just stole something from my car. What am I supposed to stop him?" I mean, that seems like a strange thing, right? That the nine one one operator is telling you that you should have arrested the person who uh, just. I I don't know. I mean, I like I, I I don't think it's an unreasonable question. Maybe it's an unreasonable thing for them to expect that you do. But I think if I found somebody breaking into my car, I would probably like try to hit them with something until they were unconscious and then maybe tie them up and then call the police. Really? Like, I think that's what I mean. These huh. might just be like, you know, this might just was, be like crazy violent fantasies because I'm an asshole. Sure. Uh, it turned out that it was just like an underage kid. Underage. Right? So he was too young to beat up is what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. Also, it was a girl. Yeah, uh, and she was trying to steal all your you know, Nazi the, memorabilia. The from police caught your him car. because they came by and then uh, asked us the description of the kid, and, and uh, they went by and they they caught him, and they asked us, you know, do you want to press charges? And we're like, uh, no, because it's a lunchbox. But you know, we also don't want whoever this is to come by and like break the window to the car because he's angry that we press charges. Uh huh. You're letting the terrorists win. Oh, you know what? You yeah. know what else happened the other day? Uh, my 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 girlfriend uh, went out and got in her car here, and uh, was in line at the coffee place when she realized that in the night somebody had come and uh, used some of that stuff that you used to write, you know, like congratulations, graduate, 2011 or whatever uh -huh. on your window, and just drawn a big cock and balls on the window of her car. See, I kind of support that. Yeah, I mean. I say if you like it's no worse than things that we've done. Yeah, it would have been funny if I had done it. I remember I remember one time uh, when Did it also say congratulations? <laughs> yes, it probably con should Congratulations, have. Cock and Balls 2011. Uh I remember a time when we uh me and you and our and our buddy Doc were at this girl's house. We were like hanging out in a hot tub, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh we with, probably decided that it was for hot to take our trunks off or something yeah we probably did because there was, there was some, one girl yeah, and there was three one guys. girl and three guys yeah and that's 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 how dreams are born 
whole lifetimes worth of dreams can mm-hmm. be born in one hot tub. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we, uh, we we went inside, and uh, the girl whose house we were at, who just like wasn't hanging out with us. I don't know why we were. No, she went inside to talk to her ex boyfriend on the phone. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, so then anyway, it was just three dudes naked. Her dad in had a, tub. a her dad had a, a, a color copier for whatever mm-hmm. reason, and so yeah, nineteen ninety. So, Three, four. Yeah, this was like this that. was pretty high end at this point. Mm-hmm. So Doc uh, hops up on the color copier and pulls his pants down and just makes a bunch of color copies of his of his junk. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after we dropped you off at your house, we decided it'd be funny to go downtown. We were going to tape them to lamp posts like uh, like lost, it was a missing puppy lost, poster. Lost cock. Um, but then we decided that it, would, that it would be funnier to go down to the cowboy bar and put them under the windshield wipers of like the biggest like hillbilliest looking trucks that uh-huh. we could find parked outside that bar mm-hmm. just so they'd have that waiting for them when they sure. but uh, we, we did it and then ran away so you don't know what the reaction was no. I'm sure it was a great one it probably was mm-hmm. uh, you know I mean because who wouldn't be who wouldn't be filled with joy to find that when they got yeah. they, like, they're three sheets what? My they're own three sheets to the wind and now I now you know now I got something to take home with me tonight <laughs> exactly didn't uh, I didn't manage to pick up any dudes in here Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. We also went to that bar in drag once. They did not react very well at all. I was really pretty certain that I was going to get the crap beat out of me. Really? Yeah, we had a party where. When was this? Oh, was, it was, I, it was, was a couple. It was a couple years later. No, you weren't okay. there. For, we had a party, and everybody was like, "What should the theme of this party be?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Why do we need a theme?" And then somebody decided that the theme was we're going to be in drag. And there was this girl oh, that I was trying to. That's always the theme. Yeah, it's always the. There was this girl that I was trying to sleep with, and so she was like, "Oh, you're going to a party in drag. I am going to fix you up." And so it was like really elaborate. Did she go with you? Uh, yes. Did she, did. she put us? Uh, some socks in her crotch i don't think she actually dressed like a dude oh no she wasn't she wasn't involved uh, in it in any in any way beyond like just humiliating me i, I think see. that was that was kind yeah. of the, the that way. relationship yeah went they, well. they really set a good precedent there uh but yeah so it was we were pretty fancy we were pretty fancy in drag and then did you have this, wigs and stuff to, yeah really yeah wig and makeup and i uh, i shaved my armpits it was horrible wow yeah legs too uh no i did not shave my legs oh uh and i was wearing kind of a long uh, dress that i okay. that i had borrowed from her you uh, just looked natural i did yeah, i mean I just, you were in prescott so sure. no one noticed yep uh but yeah th- those guys were not happy there <laughs> what bar did you go to? i don't remember okay. it was like maybe the the bird cage the bird cage you would think would have been like oh no, right. me. i'm like oh yeah i'm nathan hale Mm-hmm. I'm no Nathan Lane. Nathan Hale Nathan is a Lane. patriot. I'm so sorry. I mean, you might have also addressed it. I'm Herbert Hoover. James K. Polk was into it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we have two weeks worth of questions built up here, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that we should uh, we should get to some answers. We should get to helping some people with some of their problems. But before we do that, Roy, let's have a cocktail. Let's have a cocktail. So uh, we're we're changing the format up a little. We're we're doing the stinger early because this week's cocktail is the stinger. It was suggested to us by what ho comrade via Twitter. Before you answer the next stinger, you should drink a stinger. Three ounces of brandy, one ounce white cream de menthe, creme de menthe, creme de menthe, creme de gens. Uh, I sort of messed up the proportions a little bit. I did uh, two to one instead of three to one. Do you think that would make a difference? I don't know. I doubt if it would make much difference. I don't think that if you handed me this. And I think that if you handed me this and said, this is a glass of peppermint schnapps that's brown for some reason, uh, mm-hmm. I would have believed you. 
because mm-hmm. uh, it tastes exactly like peppermint mm-hmm. schnapps. And if you would have handed me this and said, uh, this is some mouthwash, you should freshen up your breath, I would have put it in my mouth, swished it around, and spit it out. Well, it's oilier than mouthwash. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's why I compare it to... I don't know what it is about certain booze that tastes oily to me, but if it you get... It doesn't taste oily to me. If well, you get the, uh, the Hiram Walker 90-proof peppermint schnapps, it's like uh-huh. peppermint schnapps with extra booze. Sort of like buttery, right? Is that what you mean? Maybe, yeah. Like this seems like those little uh, mint candies that are white, right? That are kind of soft. Yeah, those. Uh, yeah, that if you like dissolve them in water, this has, is what yeah. it would taste like, but with alcohol. Yeah. Uh, so you know, like a grandma drink. I spent a lot of time uh, in my life drinking a lot of that Hiram Walker ninety proof peppermint schnapps mm-hmm. before I when I knew that I wanted to be drunk uh, all the time. But now, I why didn't... did you like that so much? Well, because it tasted good. Okay, that right? tastes good to you. You like the, it did the peppermint. at the time. I, it's okay. it's a little well. Okay, it was tolerable. I could. Mm-hmm. It was something that was that had a high alcohol content that I could just sort of chug. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I didn't exactly chug it, but that I Did could it take, come in handles. I could take swigs of it. No, you'd really only get like a pint of it, or a, sometimes you'd get you know a seven fifty. Mm-hmm. But um, we 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 tended to get it in pints. The girl I was dating at the time was like nineteen, but she had a fake or she didn't have a fake ID. She just knew a guy at the liquor store. Like she had bought liquor from this guy enough times that he thought he had carded her already. And so, oh right, that we would always sense. drive through the liquor store, and if that guy was working, we would get booze, and if that guy wasn't working, we would You're just like, buy cigarettes and leave. Oh, right, um, because you could yeah. just buy cigarettes. Yeah. That was, I mean, and, then, and then we'd be all disappointed. Right. Have to go to some of her douchey friend's house. And, and when you ask. Hope uh, they had booze. Uh, anyway, but I would, I would always get this uh, this peppermint schnapps, and I was just drank a lot of it during that period of my life. One time we were out, uh, we took a bottle of it out onto the golf course, mm-hmm. uh, me and some, some people. And uh, like I had the driving the, range or golf course? Not on the golf course. Okay. Uh, and so at some point, I was like carrying this thing, this bottle, and we were walking, we were walking through the dark. And at some point, I like fell down. And caught myself, and I'm like, ah, that sucked. And I got back up, and we walked out, and we sat around on the golf course for a long time, and then, uh, you know, passed. Oh, you weren't playing golf? No, we weren't playing golf. It was the middle of the night. We we went back to the car, went back home after passing the bottle of schnapps around all all evening, and then once I got into the light, I realized that the entire bottle of schnapps was covered in my blood. Really? Uh, Yeah, because I had, like, cut, I had scraped, I had a wart on my hand that I scraped the top of it off. When I fell Ugh. by hitting a rock and that just I just bled like a stuck pig, I didn't I didn't notice it. Wow, yeah, it was awesome. That's extra. Tough. I wonder if any of those people drank my blood. I don't know. I mean, I guess it. I could Did, look, I could check the obituaries. Sure. Or or if they turned into one of you. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. That's Man, what would happen. Be, I think that's what happens when people drink other people's blood. It'd be handy. I could hire them to mm-hmm. help me with my job. Yeah. It, it'd be like that movie with Michael Keaton. And then he gets upset because they're trying to have sex with his wife. Mm-hmm. They're all tagged. They're double teaming her. Yeah. They're quadruple teaming her. Right. They're she doesn't know, right? They. You'd think you'd they know, know if you were suddenly she getting, doesn't know. If you were suddenly getting DP'd by two of your husband. Right. Wow. It's rough. That is I mean, rough. is it gay if your own balls touch? I don't know. I don't think it is because, you know, like when you, when you jerk off, is, I mean, you touch your own balls, so mm-hmm. that's not... So is it gay? And I think it, you could have an orgy it, with yourself. Is it gay incest if you sixty nine your identical twin? No. Okay. Well, oh, twin. Uh, yes, probably. Okay. Sorry, I, I thought you meant sixty nine yourself. <laughs> uh, so, what, did you drink anything? When, like, when you started drinking, did, were you just one of those guys who were like immediately liked the taste of beer? I did. Yeah. 
the first time that I tried beer, I was a little kid and, and I was very curious about it. And my dad gave me some and it was Dos Equis. It came in a green bottle. I remember that. And I did like it. He told me, you're probably not going to like this. And I tasted it and it seemed fine to me, <laughs> which was also the the experience I had with the first time that I took a drag from a cigarette. Did I tell this already? Mm, about? I think so. Okay. So kind of like that. Um, I did like it right away, but when I started drinking, I think we did drink like Mad Dog or something. Like I also drank a lot of Mad Bartles Dog. Bartles and James. Or I never something. did the wine coolers. Like those were too sweet. Those were too mm-hmm. much like soda. I drank, uh, I drank a, a little bit of uh, Boone's Farm. You did? Yeah. I love the colors it comes in. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of tastes like Clearly Canadian, but with a little bit of booze in it. Sure. And we were into Clearly Canadians yeah, we at the time. I mean, you know, at, at the age when you can't buy alcohol, you really can't be very choosy. Yeah, you take what you get. I do recall, you know, towards the cusp when we were hanging out with people who could buy alcohol, that we were buying... I. I was very fond of the sort of fruity beers, you know, like blueberry stout or whatever. Yeah. And that Pete's, um, that Pete's Wicked Ale with the blueberries yeah, in it. Yeah. And then there was like the Mike's Hard Lemonade. Sure. Or things like that. I think that was the point at which I started, I started drinking a lot of Sam Adams Cream Stout, which was sort of my, my transition sophomore beer, right? beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where that, that led me into, uh, once I actually found a brew pub. Uh, the one, the one up in Prescott, Prescott Brewing Company, and actually started trying some good beers. I discovered, I discovered there was this whole world yeah, you of loved stuff IPAs. that wasn't sweet. Yeah, and I've loved them ever since, Roy. And Sierra Nevada became kind of your standard. It's not so much anymore. No, but... I kind of got, I kind of got over it, okay. which is weird because I drank thousands of them, mm-hmm. and then I, to, now it's just like, eh, I'd rather have something else, right, than that. I always kind of felt that way about it, but I had this really bad experience once where I. Uh, I was, uh, it was right after I had moved out of the apartment that you and I lived in and I was like just doing a lot of drinking and a mm-hmm. lot of smoking cigarettes, uh, rough time, rough time in our lives then. Yeah. Well, and, uh, too. and, uh, being so far away from you, I know it was rough. It was like four in the morning and I was like sitting in the living room watching uh, like adult swim or something. And I was like drinking my beer, drinking my beer. And I got down to the very last drops of my beer and a cigarette butt hit my teeth. And I, I had been drinking a beer, like a full beer that I'd put a cigarette out. I just dropped a cigarette into. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I suddenly was like, wait a minute. And then like, oh, yep. Everything tastes like cigarettes. I just drank an entire beer. You've hit rock that bottom. That had a cigarette butt floating in it the entire time. God, oh God, should I make myself throw up? I don't uh, know what to do. I don't know no, what to do. you're fine. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I was fine. I mean, you're here today. Um, I knew this guy in Prescott who uh, worked at a little cafe, and he told me about this uh, regular that they had who would, and this was when you could still smoke in the cafes, and this guy would come in every day and have coffee and smoke cigarettes, and he would just ash into his coffee and drink it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that guy was fine. Yeah. Was he, was, was he the crazy guy that wrote all the numbers in his no, notebook? No, that was a different guy. Okay. I like that guy. Yeah, he, he was, was very He was Catholic. really nice. Yeah, he was very nice. Did a lot of, uh, did a lot of, uh, he, he, I remember him telling LDS? us once that, no, that IBM, if you added one to each of those letters, you ended up with JCN, and the JC clearly stood for Jesus Christ, and he was trying to solve the mystery of what the N was for. Oh, network. IBM conspiracy. I mean, I know the, what you know, that means. The it's Jesus network. Christ he, network. He was supposed to start a, a new channel. Hmm. Called the GC Network. He wasn't GC. JC. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Uh, what would Jesus Christ do? Uh, you know, what we should do when we make bracelets, WWGD, mm-hmm. what would Gilbert Gottfried do? 
Oh, he would be annoying is what he would do. Oh, come on. Annoyingly hilarious. He would freak out about whatever it is. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's answer some questions. So, Roy, it's quite an occasion. I, I understand we've received our first postcard. We have. I'm, I'm very excited about this postcard. What's it like? Uh, on the front, it says Seattle Zombie Apocalypse, and it is a picture of just that. Uh, Seattle Zombie Apocalypse, when that happened in 1993. Um, and it is by Felgod. I don't think this is his real name. But he writes, Dear Roy and Zach, After a long bout of unemployment, I got a decent job. There's all kinds of stupid shit I'd like to buy now, but should I save up some fuck you money first? P.S. Uh, keep Oh, something about us. Um, yeah, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's always one of the nice things about suddenly having money is getting some of the things you've been wanting for so long. Mm, it is. It's, it's a good bet that if you've wanted something for long enough that you're like, oh, man, I've been wanting this, then, you know, you could get get yourself something. Get yourself a little treat. Right. I mean, if also you've lived without it for that amount of time, you're also fine without it. Well, right? sure. I remember uh, this sort of transition point for me in I feel like sort of thinking about money like an adult. Uh, came when I was like, you know what? Whenever I want to buy something, I'm going to see if I still want to buy it two weeks from now. And if two I weeks. do, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of do that. Because I had a pretty short attention span back then. Right. So often... Money to burn. Often two weeks. You know, and two weeks was enough time to get a Oh, paycheck. you'd forget all about it. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, right. if I was like, yeah, I, you know, mm-hmm. probably not. Wasn't a big deal. I wasn't like thinking about it every day. My advice is that, yes, you should save up some fuck you money. I, I wouldn't call that if you're going to get a new account. I would say rainy day money or Well, something. so what you do, you walk into the bank and they say, what can I help you with, sir? And you say, fuck you. Fuck you. Money account, please. <laughs> yes. Um, I think it's always good to have a reserve for whatever reason. You know, not just because you're going to quit your job, but just, you know, something might happen. Your your cat might need a dialysis machine. You know, when I, I found, though, that when I was living paycheck to paycheck, anytime I had some savings built up, something would happen that you would, would cost use it. every bit of it. Right. But it was still good to have it, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know that it would have happened. You know, oh, you so feel like, the universe yeah, feel wouldn't that, have sent yeah, you the universe would have. Like, if I had the amount of, if mm-hmm. I had extra money in the amount of money that it cost to buy a tire then I would run over a nail and have to buy a new tire. Right. right. So uh, God don't <clears throat> give you as more money than... Yeah, God never burdens us with more money than he's fitting to cost us. Yeah. That's that's that, That's the saying. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that that's something that is a real thing for yeah, that's, one. Yeah, that's, that's too close to religious mumbo-jumbo for my tastes. But, you know, it, he doesn't really tell us where he's at in his life. I mean, if he's right. if he's concerned about having been unemployed for a lot, I mean, if he says after a 40 year stretch of unemployment, then mm-hmm. no, I think, you know, I think maybe having some savings should be your first priority sure. if you've been unemployed for 40 years. I mean, I honestly, I wish I would have uh, started some savings when my parents told me to when I was 18. And even if I had just been putting $20 away each paycheck, it would be significant now. Yeah, but you probably there are times in your life when you would have dipped into it, you know? Sure. But maybe I could have done it in a way that I couldn't dip into it. But then how would you dip into it now when you needed it? Oh, good point. Yeah, see, if you'd done it when you were 18, you would have thought, oh, 10 years, that's forever. I'll be dead by then. No, I just mean a hole in the ground that I should have shoved it all into. Oh, like a hole so deep that you couldn't get to the bottom of it. Yeah, until it fills up. Oh, okay. So then I could only get the top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's Well, no, you'd be able to jump down in there. 
mm-hmm. and install. But then a I'd be stuck. And, but then I would be a national new, news story. Oh yeah, yeah. And then then they'd come and send a monkey mm-hmm. with a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, down on the end of a rope. What kind of sandwich? Um, ham. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're pissed off that there wasn't any mustard. Uh, anyway, uh, Felgod, thank you so much for sending us our first uh, postcard, and you'll notice that we read it first. Yep. In all in all seriousness, though, spend some of the money. Like that's what it's for. You know? Yes, but don't just spend all of it. Don't waste the money, yeah. but spend it because that's what it's for. I mean, you, you are, you know, mm-hmm. once all of your basic needs are taken care of, like you're you're deciding whether you can buy something that you can afford or put the money away mm-hmm. instead. Well, he does say a bunch of stupid shit, well, right? But buying, so get a cool stupid shit that you really wanted. Buying then... stupid shit is what money is for. This is what I'm saying, right? Oh, I, I so so I will often say like you're saying live as much today. Because people, we will die tomorrow. People will say, Zach, do you think it's unethical that, like, you know, b- the Pokemans appeal to, like, gambling addiction in little kids and trick them into spending all their money on stupid shit? And I think, and I say, no, because that's what little kids' money is for, right? Like, little kids' money, their allowance, if they blow all their allowance on something that, you know, they want then they're good, no matter what it is, right? But can't you start a 401k if you're 10? I guess if you're 10 and, a, and an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, if you're, a lot of if you're one of those 10-year-olds wearing a suit mm-hmm. going to young Republicans meetings, if, if you're like Michael J. Oh, Fox. Oh, but if they have glasses, they look really cute. Little kids with glasses look awesome. In a suit? In a or suit. just little kids with glasses With the little leather patches? Like that kid from Jerry That's Maguire? Great. Telling, yeah. you, telling yeah. you how much your head weighs? Yeah, I bet you'd never want to punch that kid. I, mm. He's so cute. I don't want to punch that kid, but other kids his age do. He's all like, uh, you had me at hello. Yeah. You had me at hello. Hello. Uh, so, yeah, there was this what ho uh, comrade cocktail suggestion. K- Kirkifer says, I work in retail. Some of my coworkers sing on occasion. How do I deal with this? I want to be polite, but not encourage it. Mm-hmm. Well, you you're, don't, you're a good one to ask about this. You don't want to be polite. Why? 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 You sing a lot. Do I? Yeah. You know, not so much now while, while we're at work because you're thinking, but uh, you're one that would uh, break into song. Did it annoy often. you? Did it drive you crazy? A little bit. Well, so you But would I was be, polite. So you would be the one to deal yeah, with so this. Yeah, so what I you... did is I just dealt with it until he grew out of it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so what you can do is uh, get a better job, Kirkifer. Like... <laughs> You work in retail, you can keep saying to yourself, all right, because I don't want to be a pathetic asshole, this retail job is just a stepping stone to some other know. career. But what if he works at a cool retail place? That's worse. That's even worse. If you if you get if you start to get at home in that kind of environment, then you're gonna end up double pathetic. I disagree. There there are cool retail places where you can move all the way up to the top. No, there aren't. That's yes, a, there are. That's a myth. I used to work for Trader Joe's, and I loved it. I love Trader Joe's. It's so great. <laughs> but that's retail. You can move move your way up, and it, it pays really well. They mm-hmm. treat you really well. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and people do sing. So I suggest what you do is you sing with your friends and uh join in the fun so okay here's what you do you sing what they're singing but fuck it all up and make it super annoying but that's that's he's trying to say that he wants to be polite about it i used to there was this guy that i worked with uh who was it was when i was in high school and he was a college student and it was at the movie theater and i was his i was his uh no it was right after i was in high school because i was his manager (laughs) Um, and uh 
That's all it took is a high school degree. Well, and he, no, I had to be 19 to be. I, I forgot mm-hmm. that I couldn't be a manager until I turned 19. Mm-hmm. My company policy, but uh, uh, th- so I would I would walk up while this kid was uh, doing his homework in the box office of the theater in between shows, and I would just like sit there, kind of lean on the counter, and just uh, I would whistle the Indiana Jones theme song, but like I was just sort of only kind of knew how to whistle. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. I, I, the way that he dealt with it was by throwing shit at me, and sometimes he would punch me. Um, I like to keep a kind of a relaxed, relaxed work environment. Um, but, Singing's a hard, hard thing to do. People will get offended if you say, "Please don't sing around me." I mean, that's also an asshole thing to say. Is please don't sing around me. Yeah. Right. So what? Yeah. What, just, just start enjoying it. Get an iPod. Live Listen to that instead. Yeah. Whenever somebody starts singing, say, wait, wait, hold on, wait. hold on a second, hold on a second, and then make a big show of pulling out earphones, putting them in, and just play deafening music on the earphones loud enough that they can hear it. And then you'd be like, all right, go ahead, go ahead. You can uh-huh. sing now. Yeah. They'll get the message. You're singing? Yeah. Uh, uh, Doskia says, I guess by the time you record the next one, it'll be too late for this, but how will I get through the week without your advice? And then Beowulf says, next show, you can advise us how we can survive a week with no show. We won't even have a cocktail recipe to dull the pain. God, I hope these people are alive. Yeah, I hope so. Beowulf, Doskias, are you okay? Yeah. You holding up all right? Let us know. Here's, here's the thing that I find helps me. Whenever I want my advice, but I don't record a podcast, what I do is I look in the mirror and I say, Zach... What should I do about this? And I ask myself the question. So you could try that. Yeah. Um, it It is easier if you're me. I will acknowledge oh, right. that it is slightly easier to do that. And the advice, enough? the advice is more similar to the advice that I would give you on the, on right. the radio show, on the radio show, on the podcast. Right. This is a podcast show. Right. Internet. That is what it is. Internet audio it's program. It's an internet show. Um, I would just suggest that you imagine what we would say, right? Uh, you know, what would advice hot dog say? And then our voices will tell you. Should we make up some bracelets or something for for people to wear around their wrists? No, I think we just talk. Uh, we talk to them enough that they start to they start to form this sort of. This is this is one of the ways in inner, which inner we'll, dialogue. This will, one of the ways in which we'll become immortal. Mm-hmm. We will we will sort of hijack other people's consciousnesses by creating such a well-defined construct of ourselves in these people's heads from listening to us so like if adam carolla dies he'll still be alive in my mind because i listen to him so much that i can imagine mm-hmm. how he would react to anything that was ever said to him why wow. he sleeps easier at night knowing that yeah you should let him know until i until when i die next you talk that's to really him. gonna suck for him mm-hmm. yeah hmm. yeah he won't know about you thinking about him yeah and his voice or something sounds gay Tlenzi says, I've been unemployed for a year now. Is it time to break down and take any job or keep holding out for one in my field? You know, it's impossible to answer that question without knowing, like, what your field is. Well, and is, like, is there somebody who you owe a bunch of rent to? Right. You know? Oh, right. If you don't have expenses, then you should uh, keep looking for the job in your field. If you're but just living, if at, you if you're living to, with your parents, right. keep or milk, milk some that. Some kind of boyfriend or girlfriend. Milk so. that mother cow for a while. Just keep keep milking your mother. Keep living off that sweet, sweet mother's milk. I also feel that you could just get a job so that you're working and doing a thing. Maybe get a job that is not as demanding as what your field is and keep looking for a job in your field. It is hard, though, to find a job while you have a job. But at the same time, a lot of companies do not want to hire you unless you already have a job. Have you found that to be the case ever? 
I have not because I, that's never been my experience. People I've have never, said that's never been I've my never experience had, either. People have always said that as a counterpoint to me well, saying it's hard to find a job if you have a job. This is uh, anecdotal from all of the news stories that I've heard over the past three years of people, you know, who have been documented. As I think those trying people to find were trying to sell you something. Like they weren't shitty, trying to sell like me. shitty jobs. Get a job uh, at the hot girl coffee shop. Hmm. Like go, you find the coffee shop where all the hot girls go to, and then they're not going to have any openings because all of those jobs are already taken by people who are too cool to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But what you do is you uh, lure one of them out back. You say, you just walk in there and be like, I'm going to go out back and have a smoke. And they'll be like, yeah, smoking's cool. I'll come with you. And then mm-hmm. when they get back there, you uh, skin them, go back into the coffee shop wearing their skin, and then slowly trim down their hair and remove to their facial like piercings and stuff to look more and more like you until one day you can come in and then you'll have just assumed their identity. And do you think job. this person is some kind of predator? Maybe their girlfriend. You you do if you're a big dude that might not work because you might not be able to find somebody who works at the coffee shop that's bigger and it has than you. dreads. Yeah, they do. You need to have shorter hair than at least one person working in the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure that their jaws also extend. I'm still going on the predator thing. Okay, their jaws open up two different ways right yeah they've got like finger mouths yeah some kind of mouth fingers yeah yeah do you think uh, they're good at oral sex missile the, launch those things? Boy, i mean i can't answer that without knowing what a lady predator's got downstairs i think it's probably similar maybe they lock together somehow oh man yeah maybe they got maybe they got like make some kind of like super oral sex thing whole new meaning to go on finger bang mm-hmm. yeah yeah tooth bang Face. More like fingernails, though, on there. Not really fingernails on the on the bang board. Uh, Data Vortex says, I know you probably weren't serious, but you do need an eviction to kick out a non-paying tenant. Changing the locks and moving her stuff outside is illegal, and in some states, like mine, Georgia, a felony. Yeah, whatever. I actually looked this up, and in Arizona, the only way that um, that stuff is important is if you actually say that this person is a paying renter. Even if it's a word contract, that holds up in court, according to the court, whatever. But if you just ask someone to move in with you and they are not a paying renter or a roommate mm-hmm. or whatever, it doesn't hold up. It is It is hard for me to... In Arizona. It is hard for me to imagine a situation... I mean, I guess eviction is the thing, right? Like, eviction is the tool that you have to deal with having made a horrible mistake and choosing to... But sure, like, but at the same time... Um, what if you invite a girl home from the bar and then the next day she just won't leave? And you have to evict her. I don't think you have to evict her. I don't think you have to give 30 days... I don't think you have to do a process that involves... No, no, it's... Allowing somebody her is living to your there, house for 30 right? days. They've moved in their stuff. Um, I mean, worst comes to worst, all you have to do is present them with a letter that says in two weeks you have to move out of here. Yeah, but then they set all your stuff on fire. Well, then you move your stuff out. You, but oh, wait, they, that yeah, doesn't work. See, that sucks, right? They, uh, they, they put a bunch of, they give your cat a bunch of time-release poison capsules. That's terrible. I know. That's why, that's why I want this bitch out now. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's going to be mean to your cat. She would, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know who this theoretical woman is who I invited to I live with me. I think you don't and, let her move in to, to begin with. See, that's what everybody always says. But then how what? are you supposed to know whether you're compatible with somebody if you don't let them move in after dating them for a couple of days? I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I, so what do you do? You don't let a woman move in with you unless you've been dating her for a year. Like, so then sure. if it turns out she leaves like dirty underwear in the dishwasher, you're like, I can't live with this shit. And I wasted the last year you of my life. You make surprise inspections at her home. Hmm. 
What if she does things totally differently when she's living with you, though? What if she doesn't have a dishwasher? What if she has a live-in maid, and you think, wow, this is the cleanest girl I've ever dated? Yeah, yeah, sure. She's keeping uh, secrets. Well, no, what if she never lets you into her house? I mean, that's kind of normal. Like, Why wouldn't she let you into her house? Well, okay, she does, but you have to, like, climb up the gutter, the drain pipe, and climb in the bedroom window, and then you have to leave right away. Yeah, back, back to the first conclusion, which is don't let her move in. Okay. If you say so I, because I mean, she's she's married you really, what you're saying you're really that? cramping my style you're you're limiting my options to a yeah, point I'm where sorry, I'm not, your, your dating pool is getting smaller I'm not sure i'm ever gonna get laid again i mean it's mm. you know the nice thing about getting older as a what guy you should do is, is that you your dating pool a... never gets any smaller it just keeps getting bigger and bigger because it's like you're, you you don't ever think well, you like get to, older i sure don't want to bang those high school girls anymore uh but you're like you know you know that that gal that gal in her 30s i i'd probably break off a piece of that uh-huh it's great. Right. I, I wonder if that's ever going to stop. I mean, I wonder I wonder if there's some cutoff where when I'm 60, I don't think I'm going to be looking at somebody's grandma and be like, yeah, I'm going to get me some of that. I don't know. If you're a grandpa, you some might. Some of that sweet, sweet grandmother's milk. Yeah. So get some guff, guff going on. Um, so I, I'm curious about the statement, you know, break me off a piece of that is because like chocolate bars are you break off a piece of chocolate. I think a bar the Kit Kat, and the chocolate is really great. I think the Kit Kat company uh, co-opted that uh, phrase. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. Um, maybe not. Maybe that they didn't. Maybe that's ass. maybe that's where it came from. Yeah. I see. Yeah. That chocolate right. booty. Yeah. Let's do some Facebook questions, Roy. All right. So Ryan writes, so I want to eventually get a job as a dating coach, being my not-so-secret passion, probably some sort of entrepreneurial venture. I currently hate my job, programming, the exact opposite of date coaching, and I'm studying the same thing at uni, which I also hate. Being my last year, I feel as though I should finish my degree and work until then, but working and unying full-time leaves me with very little time to myself, or to go out myself, let alone start a business. Should I follow my passion now or finish my degrees work until I'm my degree and work until I'm finished? Uh, boy, I... <laughs> there has never been a time when I've thought I wish there were more dating coaches in the world. Like there've definitely been times when I was like, you know, with some more programmers, uh, this plane would be way less about to crash into another plane. Right. You know, if there was just more, more air traffic control software, if I, there were I'm more sorry, lines of have code. You, have you ever been on a plane and thought I, they really need another programmer? On the ground, not on the plane. Okay. It's too late once you're up there. On the plane, you you're, you're just drain, downing as much uh, Jack Daniels as you can. You can't write code fast enough to stop a plane from crashing, even if somebody has a gun to your head and there's a woman blowing you. But if you could, hire that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, what the fuck is a dating coach, Roy? <laughs> I don't know what a dating coach is, but but I looked at Ryan's uh, profile photo on Facebook and his his photo made me think that that dude should be a dating coach. Oh yeah, yeah. You were like, that's you a know, guy who. He, I yeah, get... that's a good looking guy who knows what he's doing. He should probably coach some guys to date, uh, you know, whoever they want to date. All right. Step one: be as good looking as me. Right. Uh, step two: I don't know. They just come to me. Right. I mean, you can't you can't fail with that with that system. That's going to be his program. Yeah. And uh, he also uses the word uni, so yeah, he, maybe he's maybe be he's in, in he's some kind of sophisticated European, country, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Australia, maybe, or or maybe he's a smug prick who lives in America. I don't but still think so. thinks he still talks about it and says uni. As uni. Yeah. No, I I think he's somewhere else where maybe dating coaches exist, right? Yeah. You know, like uh, maybe it's subsidized. Maybe your healthcare uh, program system. Uh, covers that right yeah if it's your last year finish school like it's dumb 
Yeah, it's dumb it to be that close. And no matter how cool, you know, because it really doesn't matter what you get your degree in. It just matters that you get a degree. Here's the other thing. If what? I don't know. OK, I guess if you're working and going to school full time, maybe this isn't an excuse. But if you are only doing one of those things and you don't have time to indulge your passion, it's not really enough of a passion that you'd be able to make it into a job. Sure. Right. Because if you're serious about it, you're going to find he's doing time. both. If you're doing both full-time job and full-time school. I mean, right. I know I know from experience at a couple different points in my life that there is just literally no time to do anything other than work and go to school. Right. So you just have to kind of hold on to it and if hold it on really for is one more day. <laughs> if it really is your passion, then postponing it for a year is not going to make a difference. Or less than a year. I mean, if it is your last year of school, Oh, it's already been. Yeah, yeah. Then it can't because be more it's than been like a long time since already. we got this question. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. been like six months. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're, you're probably congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. Let me draw a congrat congrat cock and balls on your windshield. <laughs> uh, although your windshield's probably on the other side because you're in Australia. Right. Well, we'll just turn it the other way. Oh, okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm good at drawing those in a lot of different orientations. Do you want to read his PS? Uh, yeah, he says, you were chatting about the Offspring uh, lead singer's name and it being something cooler than Terrence. His name is Dexter, which is probably the only name that is less cool than Terrence. I disagree. Dexter has been made into a cool name again because of Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, one. and also Dexter. That and Michael, also Dexter the Killer. That Michael C. Hall. Yeah, he's made Killing Cool again. So wait, Michael C. Hall, Michael J. Fox, uh, Anthony Michael Philip Hall. Seymour. Anthony Michael C. Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Glass. Carnegie Hall. Sean says... Dale Carnegie. <laughs> so read Dale Carnegie's book about how to date, coach. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what What is a dating coach? What? Okay, so here's the thing, Roy. A dating coach is if you have no luck talking to the opposite sex or the same... Whoever you're dating, who you want to date. Yeah, we're not here to judge you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they tell you, okay, well, first of all, you should, you know, be facing them or something, you know, buy them a drink, get them a <laughs> fuzzy name. <laughs> no, just keep backing up to girls. <laughs> right. Or, or uh, you know, being at the back of the bar and just saying, hey, do you, would you like to dance? But they're at the bar right. and that yeah, doesn't so they, make sense. They can't hear you. You know, it's, so it's they're loud. just basic things that need to be so covered. Get, so get a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to date? Get it. Get a megaphone. Tie it to your back. Uh, get one, one one of those detachable microphones you have right. around on the front of you, so you can you, so you can back that ass up. I, so part of my oh, backing that ass up. May, maybe you are doing the right thing. Part of my reason for uh, not understanding what a dating coach does is is that I can probably count on two hands the number of dates that I have gone on in my life and I can count on zero hands the number of dates that I have gone on that ended up amounting to anything at all and this is a thing that I don't really? understand like all your girlfriends you never went out on a date with you just asked them to move in yeah pretty much immediately <laughs> like hey what's your name do you want to move in with yeah me? well I mean it works yeah and you just keep asking and eventually one well, of see, them will see here's the thing because you meet a girl at a bar and you ask her out and it turns out she lives really far away from you that never happens to me mm. By the time I figure out whether I'm interested in a girl or not, I know where she lives and it's right next to me. Right. But no, I mean, I like there was a period of time where we were going to a bar a lot and I would just like go up and talk to women and go on dates with them. Right. It is impossible for me to imagine that anyone has ever started a relationship. Yeah. But first of all, you're meeting them at this this bar where it was like 
nickel beer night, right? Sure. I think that is the wrong scenario to meet the ladies. It was nickel beer night early when we got there. All right. It stopped the being nickel beer night. The fancy ladies came when it was dollar later. No, when it was like three dollar. No, when it was like fourteen dollar Red Bull and vodka. If I if I ever asked a girl, hey, can I buy you a drink? And she was like, yeah, I'll have a vodka Red Bull. I'd be like, all right, enjoy your drink, you fucking horrible bitch. <laughs> that, that was your reaction. <laughs> yes. I don't think they even had Red Bull then. They did. They did. Okay. I'm serious. They did. I never actually did that. Um, But it was always really disappointing. It smells so bad. It does. It's like chewable vitamin C. Every once in a while, I'll walk into my house, and one of my roommates will have had a Red Bull a few hours earlier, and the whole house will just, like, be, it will, I will just be gagging. What do you think it is? Is it the taurine that that smells that way? Because they all kind of smell that way. It's not just Red Bull. My understanding is is that the guaranara? They they all have been made to smell horrible because people don't think, because of Red Bull, people don't think the energy drink is doing anything if it doesn't smell like gum that's been up somebody's ass. You know that cats have to eat uh, taurine mm-hmm. in order to survive. Well, that's why I feed. I mean, I have a tank. I have a, a tank of Red Bull, Red Bull that constantly replenishes. Yeah, that might be the source of the smell, actually. But seriously, have you ever like met a girl? I guess you have, right? You've you've met a girl. You've said, "Hey, do you want to go out?" Like, I don't know. What at the bar? No, anywhere. You met like a, you've met girls at work. Yeah. And gone out with them. I guess that's, yeah. Sure. Like a different scenario. A bar isn't really a good place for a long lasting relationship. But I guess I've never met a girl and then gone out on anything that I would have called a date. Right? Like, oh, I have. Yeah. Except, except when I've met a girl. Like the only time I could imagine going on something that I would define as a date is if I just knew nothing about the person. Like if mm-hmm. I had just met them. Right. Or like, and I have done it online or have you? Yeah. There was one time, um, that girl that you dated before you dated her, I took her out on a date. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Did she give you a ride on her motorcycle? Yeah, she did. Did she, did she People let you looked at helmet? us really weird because I was in the back wearing the helmet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm I mean, fine. I, I would, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I would look at you weird. Yeah. I don't give uh, a fuck. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, dating. What? I don't know. Some people uh, use dating coaches. So if if there is a market for this and you feel that you could do it, go ahead and do it. If it's going to take you until the end of your year to uh, finish your school, do that. And then, I mean, life is too short to have a job that you hate, but like life is also too short to not be able to afford food. So, well, you got it. Yes, but you've also been going to going to uni long enough that you should just finish it. Sure. Yeah. No, I I already said that. I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. let's move on. Sean. Good luck, Ryan. I picked up a few empty cigar boxes for putting various things in because they are very cool boxes. However, they have lots of stickers that were either put on by Customs or by Health Canada. Where do you suppose this guy lives? What's up with our... Why are we so international? I, I love that we're international. Is it because, because... I love the Canadians. Is it because, Roy, that we are so wise and our advice is so sound that it transcends national boundaries? I think it does. Even languages. He says it's really hard to take the stickers off and they always leave sticky gunk or tear off the label. Should I ignore them or should I try to tear them off anyway? Here's what I would do. Get okay. a box of colored markers and just r- draw the box on top of the sticker. Like, if they cover up part of the label, draw the rest of the label. Oh, I mean, like for a all Trump loyal. Yeah, for lo- all you lo- know. Lo- loyal. Loyal. A Trump L'Oreal. <laughs> a Trump oil of Olay. Uh-huh. By Trump. Uh-huh. Uh, so, like, maybe there's a cock and balls in the corner of that label. You're yeah, good at drawing those. Exactly. Get, get a black marker and a Like a $100 one. bill. 
What? You've never looked closely at a $100 bill? There's lots of cocks and balls on it. Yes, there is. Cool. Yeah, right right under Ben Franklin's uh, left ear. There's a spider, too. Yeah. It's going to bite that dick. Mm-hmm. You can see it in the spider's eyes. It's, yeah. it's fairly low fidelity because of the printing press yeah, that they it's use. It's inside the, still, the pool pump intake. You can read that, you can read that spider's thoughts. It's mm-hmm. thinking, I'm going to bite that dick. Bite that dick. Ben, Ben, I'm going to scamper across your face. But don't worry. not going to bite your ear. I'm going to bite that dick. Exactly. Uh, you, uh, something that I, like, I always hate when there are stickers on shit and they leave sticky you crap. I hate it when I buy something that's not, like, expensive, but something that's not cheap. You know, like, say, a $10, like, a cookie A $10 sheet. condom. I've bought a cookie sheet mm-hmm. and then taken it home. Yeah, they always have stickers they that are too strong. They put the cheapest strong. possible yeah. sticker on. It's not that it's strong, it's that it's cheap. If they printed it on, if they printed it on those, like, vinyl stickers... Right then, there's there you can yeah, but the sticky is too strong for the paper for what for the is material that, what, that it's okay, made. We're saying of, the yeah. same thing. Sure. Uh, yeah, I hate that shit. Soak yeah. it in water. Comes know, off. Soak it in water and then use a use like a green scrubby to get thing off. But that's not going to work with a cigar box though because right. it's wood and the sure. label is paper and you're trying not to destroy right. that. Well, um, you know, I used to really be concerned with. Um, I used to collect CDs, right? And it it was a really big concern to me to take off all the stickers and prices and that sort of thing but then at one point I decided it would be really interesting if in 30 years I still have the CD and I get to see what price this was and where I bought it Mm -hmm. yeah so now I don't actually take stuff off if it's on the actual object I don't remove it I've noticed that you use condoms without actually taking them out of the the wrapper the wrapper yeah yeah How's that? Is that working out? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Seems to work. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cigar I wouldn't take them off. Cool. I, I would leave them. Alternatively, uh, you can go to uh, some country that's not a total nanny state that doesn't put stickers on shit. Like, okay, fly to Cuba. Get on it. Because mm-hmm. you can do that, right? You don't have an embargo against oh, Cuba right. being up there in Canada. No, but you're assuming that this person is from Canada. He's saying that he's getting these and coming here, hmm. right? So maybe he's American. Maybe he is. I don't not know. Not Canadian. Maybe this is the dude that moved up to Canada. Is there a dude that moved up to Canada? Yeah, something about turning 21, right? I don't know. Same dude. Oh, he yeah, hasn't, yeah. He hasn't moved up yet, so it's probably not the same guy. Okay. Well, so go to Cuba, buy the cigar boxes without stickers on them, fly back, and mm. if you get arrested, if they put you in jail, if they put you in jail for the cigars, say, look, I look, man, I just want these for the boxes. Right. I flew to Cuba for the box, mm-hmm. not these cigars. Right. And you do you give them the cigars then? Sure. You, you dump them. You, they, they have to flush them down the toilet. They pour them down the drain. Don't, don't they just smoke them all right there? No, that'd be arson. Oh. Andre says, how do I impress on people that my children are superior to theirs without pitting them against each other in hand to hand combat? A lot of wallet photos. Oh, I, I was going to say that I don't think that you can. I think you should just teach them the best battle skills you can. If you have pictures... Archery is really, really important. Oh, yeah, because you can, you can, like, you can, you can kill, kill from a, a distance from a really long way away. Yeah. 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 Also, give them, like, a, like two... Th- give them... Okay, so here's, here's... You saw off both of their hands. You replace one of their hands with uh, an M16 and the other of their hands with a shotgun. So if they miss with the M16 hand, hmm. they can use the shotgun hand at close yeah, range. That's pretty good. How do they reload? They have to reload the shotgun with the M16 and the M16 with the shotgun and that kind of stuff. Also get them a twin. 
uh-huh. to uh, help them out. A conjoined one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that can reload. Sort that of stuff. growing out of their stomach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that, that would work. Um, what you can also do is just have a bunch of photos in your wallet of of your kids but photoshopped into situations where all right this was this is jimmy's first day in prison mm-hmm. he just totally beat the shit out of this dude because otherwise he would have become somebody's bitch right uh, you have another one this is my this is my oh, little like girl. holding up a shark Yo, the, that yeah you just he, wrestled today he killed this shark with his hands right this is my daughter uh, uh little sue ann um each of these teardrops tattooed on her face represents uh somebody that she killed that's that's the best one yeah, I like that one. Actually, get that's, them. That's you get your kids the teardrop tattoos. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows, dude. I am not fucking with that little girl. Mm-hmm. Normally, normally I have no yeah. compunctions against punching a little girl, but I'm not fucking with this one. Right. Uh, while watching a part of Star Trek when the planet Vulcan imploded, I had the thought that a mouth is just a reverse butt. How do I stop having stupid thoughts? That's not a stupid thought, Andre. No, a mouth really is a reverse butt. It, it's just like an arrow, right? Goes in here, goes out there. And yeah, it's, it like looks exactly the same. Yeah, like a freeway. Uh, like if all you eat is uh, sausages it's a nine part. with sausages with whole kernel corn in them, mm-hmm. it basically is the same thing going yeah. in, going out, going in, going out. Swallow yeah. it whole, Sweet. real slow. Uh huh. Cindy in says. Sections. <laughs> Dear advice, hot dog. Soon I will be taking a stay-at-home vacation. For the last six years, all my vacations have involved taking time off to do something. For example, home repair projects or watching someone's kids. Uh, but this That's time, I'm only beholden to myself. I've not decided to spend uh, one day, or uh, no, I have decided to spend one day either watching movies or reading books. Since I cannot decide, I'm going to ask you. If you could only pick between reading and watching movies for a day, which would it be? This is kind of a hard one. Yeah, it is. Uh, one thing that I would recommend that you never, ever ever do again is take a vacation so that you can watch somebody else's kids Uh, this might be a good person it's a woman so maybe you're right it is it is possible that this is someone in right you you don't know whose kids right a sister brother whatever like it happens does it matter yeah you know life life happens really yeah sometimes roy if you ever take a day off from work to babysit your brother's kids you are fired <laughs> i just won't tell you maybe you're a good guy i'll just tell maybe you i'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, stay home reading books maybe you're a guy who is not is not so you know just desiccated by the the beating sun of life that that the milk of human kindness has not boiled away to nothing mm-hmm. inside you the like way that you. i am yeah and maybe maybe cindy hasn't either because cindy is a woman so there's that extra layer of subcutaneous fat that keeps the milk of human kindness the liquid sweetness. for quite a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, boy, no. Okay, so I, would, let, I let's can't get even, to the I question. I can't even imagine taking a day off work for my own kids. Just a ma- That is largely okay. because I don't have kids. Right. And I'm sure that once I have kids, I'll be able to imagine taking a day off work for them. Mm-hmm. But fuck so other you can hit them, kids, is man. what you're saying. Those kids are just going to grow up and compete with my kids for women oh, and right. resources. Like, fuck those kids. What you do is you say you'll watch them, and then you're there, and the person drops their kids off, and then you go to work, and you say, yeah, so I'm, I'm killing two birds with one stone here. I'm earning money. I'm earning the resources that my kid, that my kids will use to get a head start on life, and I am starving your bitch-ass little kids. 
Uh, they, they you're also going to throw them coyote. into the arena with, with Andre's kids oh, yeah, yeah. who have the shotgun and what? M16 yeah, arms? M16 and the shotgun arms, yeah. Uh, the, okay, so none, none of these are the questions? And that, a black window. Uh, so I think what I would do is I would decide that I wanted to spend a whole day watching movies and then I would wish halfway through that I had decided to read huh. all day. Sure. I can imagine reading for eight hours. I cannot imagine watching movies for eight hours because, like, I just don't have the attention span for it. See, um, I love movies. Like, the, I feel that watching movies is a really important thing that I need to actively do. But I also feel that watching a movie is easier to stick in anywhere in your week than trying to read a full book. So if you have a big block of time, I kind of feel like that maybe you should go for the book that you've really been wanting to read because you could watch movies, you know, here and there later. You can watch movies while you're at work. Right. It's much harder to read a book at work. I'm assuming yeah, that you true. work at a, at a DVD player test facility. Sure. Uh, and also movies, you know, you watch a whole bunch of them. They're all kinds of stories. And uh, during the day, you know, like you end up with this experience that is a bunch of things. And if you just read a book then you have this very detailed, in-depth uh, experience that one day of reading that book. And it's a huge accomplishment. Do you not find, though, that if you read a book in, if you read a book really quickly, that it doesn't stick with you as well as if you read it over a course of weeks? That's true, because you don't reflect on it. Yeah. Um, maybe what you should do is just pick one movie, watch um, maybe five minutes Oh, yeah, because then you'll yeah, watch five minutes of a movie a day. Yeah. Where really, what you can do is you can watch hundreds of movies yeah. simultaneously so what you should do is on this day that you're going to do this disregard that don't watch a movie or uh, read a book and watch someone's kids and then just watch a movie five minutes a day and read a book for five minutes a day for uh, a year mm-hmm. five minutes a day for a year would be a really long movie uh, i meant the book okay i also don't know about numbers Lucas says, Dear Advice Hot Dog, how can I learn to do a dead-on Christopher Walken impression? You know, if you go to YouTube, there are a lot of videos about how not to do a good Christopher Walken impression. Oh, really? Yeah. Here's what I would do. I would get one of those things like Roger Ebert has, uh, where he has like a voice box that that uses samples of his uh, own voice recorded, Mm -hmm. and he can now say things in his own voice. uh, Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. Sort of. It's pretty creepy, actually. I think if Uh I was him, I just wouldn't use it. He's like, oh, baby, oh, baby. Like that? Yeah, because the only recordings they had were from him having sex. Right. Um, and it's really and it's awkward because he wasn't records. with his wife. Right. Uh, and mm, so that's bad. every time he's talking to her, it's like he keeps, why do you keep calling me some other woman's name? It's like, I'm sorry, I can't help it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I feel with the Christopher Walken thing, first of all, you have to get a watch. And you have to shove that watch up your ass and keep it there for 10 years. And then you'll know. Yeah, how that feels and you'll be able to really give it mm-hmm. I mean he's a method actor this he, he got that script 10 years before the movie came out it was supposed to come out in like 1982 really yeah but he was like I'm, I'll, I will do this role wow. but only if you so actually let me wear actually a watch a, a facsimile of a POW camp he was huh yeah not very many people know that I really admire that guy yeah pretty impressive mm-hmm. so we got some Gmail questions too Alex says Sup, advice A H G, advice hot gog, og. <clears throat> that's funny because this is about how he's dile- dyslexic, and I don't know if that was on purpose. I don't think that's oh, yeah, some some people. Now you spell hot dog as two words. I would prefer hot dog as one word, 
but I'm going with your spelling, so now I refer to it as a A H D. Okay. G D A H D. Right. But this would be advice hot. Advice hot dog guys. Yes. Sup, advice hot dog guys. I recently did a dyslexia test to see how dyslexic I am. Turns out the answer is very. I'm doing a computing course and I hate it along with anything to do with computers. I've been writing a blog and a novel and to try and further my English skills, I've started to really like it and it's the only creative work I've enjoyed doing for a very long time. I used to do art with paint and stuff. In the dyslexia test, the woman said uh, something along the lines of, it's good that you want to work with computers. I'm glad you didn't say you wanted to be uh, an author or something. <laughs> that woman is a bitch, by the way. J- just... <laughs> I, you know, I say that a lot on this podcast. A yeah. lot of times, some some kid will write yeah, you in. Call a lot of a lot of some kids will women. write in, and they will tell us something that some woman said to them. And mm-hmm. I think it is important that these kids know. You know what? <laughs> Not every adult that says something to you, sure, sure, is I, somebody that you should listen to. Right. Some of them so are bitches, don't, and some of them are assholes. D- don't frame it in that every woman who is an adult that tells you something is sure. is a bitch, right? I mean, right. it's just that older person. <clears throat> Yes, but somebody who says it's a good thing you don't want to be a writer as a result yeah, of that's delivering you the results of your dyslexia test. Fuck that person. Right. That per- look, really, I could get a cool job like you administering dyslexia tests. You fucking bitch. That's what I'd, that's what <laughs> okay. I'd say. Okay, read the rest. Uh, although I'd probably mess it up because I can't talk right. <laughs> dyslexia uh, doesn't short affect line. verbal communication. Uh, I'm, I'm 19. I'm not going to university because I don't know what I want to do. I don't have any good skills, and I hate the only area that I'm qualified to work in. I have no idea what I want to do with my life. What's my next step? Well, stop being 19 is the next step, right? <laughs> like, you don't know what you want to do with your life because you're 19. Right. If you want to write, write. If it's shitty, you'll know because nobody will tell you it's good, Right. And mm, sure. if it's shitty, you've got a good excuse. You'd be like, well, you know what? I tried that. But don't give up on it. If it's something that you've been doing and enjoying it, right. and now you're like, oh, wait a minute. The test said I'm actually shitty at this. Like, Well, the test does not test on whether you're bad at writing. It exactly. tests on whether you have dyslexia. Exactly. And dyslexia is something that you can deal with and work around, right? I mean, the, like, there are good writers who cannot spell. Right. Um, the, you know, not a lot of them. Like, there's definitely, I feel like, a correlation between language skills and the ability to spell, right? But not necessarily, right? There are plenty of good writers that can't spell. Right. Different sets of things. Like, are there good writers that you know of that have dyslexia? No. Because I know there are many good, um, you know, speakers that um, stutter, mm-hmm. right? And overcome that or have overcome that. Yeah. I mean, like the my, king, my understanding of dyslexia is that it is not like it is more of a written word. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do thing. with the structure of yeah, how you put words together, putting words together. And I mean, if you can write, if you can write a sentence in your head and you just mess up some of the letters when you put it, and, you know, I don't know anything about dyslexia. I'm not like this bitch who's like a fucking expert or something. Sure. But, um, I, I don't think I've ever shared this with you. When I was a sophomore in high school, I thought that I had dyslexia. Mm-hmm. I was very convinced of this. It turns out you just had hypochondria. <laughs> um, and I went to my school counselor and asked them to test me for dyslexia. It turns out, in retrospect, that they did not test me for dyslexia. They just gave me an IQ test. Huh. And I did fairly well in it. So then I went from the B classes that I was in into all honors courses. That's how we met, in fact. Mm-hmm. If I had not done that, we would right. not have met. And then I got I got such bad grades that they took me out of all of the honors courses <laughs> my senior year and back into the B classes. 
That's great. That was great. Um, God, you know, and like I can look back at the boy, I, I would have been successful in my life if only I had worked harder in high school. Right. Fuck that. Didn't make a goddamn bit of difference. And I knew at the time that it wasn't going to make a goddamn really? bit of difference. No, no one told me it really mattered until I was a senior. <laughs> I didn't know that grades grades were cumulative. Your grades don't matter, though. Your grades don't um, matter. But the thing is, is that um, I was Don't very, go to class. Don't, don't go to Just class. start smoking pot now. You can start eventually anyway. Get it out of your system while you're still young. I don't think that it should matter on whether he was... T- you know, my, my father does have dyslexia. It took him a very long time to learn how to uh, write and read. And it's still a very difficult thing. But he is... The times that he does write, he is very eloquent. Um, he has horrible spelling. You know, like it, it is... You know, it can be laughable if you're looking at it that way, if you're the type of person that laughs at somebody else's spelling. Mm-hmm. But um, the way that he puts words together are very um, concise. Like, they, they make sure. a lot of sense, and he's he's good at it. So I don't think that this is an indicator on whether yeah. you should write or not. You, there is, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you this, like, hippie bullshit, but, like, seriously, you could you could do almost anything, right? Like, you're 19, there is time for you to learn how to do almost anything that you're even remotely talented in. There is time for you to try a bunch of shit, see that you're not sure. interested in it, and then go try something else. Like, right. don't... This is a time when a lot of and people... And fuck are probably, as many girls as you can. Fuck as many can. girls as you can, yeah. Because it's never... And, it's, although Alex might be a girl. It will never be I inappropriate. I mean, if you're a girl, Alex, you should fuck as many. It will never be wrong for you to have sex with a 19-year-old girl, but it will only get wronger than it is right now sure okay yeah so now you are 19 you know you can get the young stuff there are a lot of people probably telling you that it is time for you to make some really important decisions that are gonna affect you for the rest of your life and it turns out that's true but that means try a bunch of stuff yeah like because if what you want is to be happy then you need to start fucking around and figuring out what makes you happy right Nobody that I know who's interesting and successful was like straight out of high school, straight into college, mm-hmm. immediately got a job at a corporation, got married, had a kid, bought a minivan, right? right? Like people, cool people don't do that, right? Boring people do that. And it sounds like you they're are- They're boring to us. I oh, mean, yeah. they're they're doing what they oh, want sure. to do. sure. They're not boring to themselves, right? I guess. I yeah. Know. No, they're probably that's... boring. They're the lead, they leading actors and, they in go their nuts movie. And cheat on their wives, and then they probably not everyone does that. They probably murder. There are some plenty dudes. of people that, no, that live their lives and are just fine. They get, you, that movie Hostel. That was a documentary about guys who went to college right after high school and never did any drugs and stuff. Like they grow up and they have to murder people to get an erection. It's fucked up, huh? It's a mess. I mean, you were saying that that Alex should try a bunch of stuff out. Wouldn't one of them be travel the world? Yeah, travel the world to murder people to get erections. (laughs) Change your name to Dexter. Uh, Pat writes, I am a student studying game design. Is it a good idea to contact local game studios and ask to meet with them to discuss the local industry? How would you guys feel? If it matters, I live in Australia. (sighs) Thanks for saying that you live in Australia. Yeah. uh, I mean, I would feel upside down and like oh, i'm thirsty i'm gonna go to a billabong 
because that's what I do here when I'm thirsty is I find a, a natural open body of water. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid in Mexico, the, the fruity drink that you could buy would be a boing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Um, so if somebody said, if somebody contacted <laughs> me and was like, yeah, I'm a game design student at a college here. Can I come and talk to you guys? I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, but but you would say no because I don't know what the fuck to tell you. <laughs> No, also like so here's here's what I would do. Uh, I would make a, a video game um, and then if you want to talk to somebody in the industry, say like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm going to school for design and I've got this game that I made. And here's was, an example. Here's, here's an example of my work. Is there any chance you'd want maybe an intern or something? Um, and if you can't make yeah. a game, then you should go to school for something else because right. it's like easy to make a game. So if you want to make video games, there has never been a time when there were more readily accessible tools for you to quickly make a video mm -hmm. game. Uh, so do that. So what like, you're saying is make an example and send that out and then talk to them. What I am saying orthogonally, I think, is don't go to school for game design. I think that oh, I think that I game design programs in colleges are kind of a scam. But he's already in that. Yeah. Sorry. I, well, you don't know. You, I mean, you. you here's what I don't psychology. know. I don't mm. know. Sure. I I don't know what things are going to look like in twenty years. Sure. What I don't. What I think is that the the job that you want when you pick that major oh, it's much uh it's slower there are right? way fewer people who actually do that job for and a also living teach classes then there are people who like you know if you want to make video games like learn how to be an animator or learn like become be an artist or a writer or mm -hmm. a programmer right like mm -hmm. the i don't know it's it but studying game design may be that type of structure maybe I, I, I don't personally know. I think that those programs are a scam. I you think do. they prey on people who think, oh, like, yeah, do you that think sounds... it's from through Phoenix College? That then, sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's... Phoenix University. What is it? Online? University Phoenix? of Phoenix. University of Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix.com. PhoenixSons.com. <laughs> uh -huh. Don't be a Phoenix Suns. You know, there might be exceptions to this rule. Like, you know, like, sure. Like, there a lot of the people who, you know, the, the guys who made Portal, right? Like, a bunch of... A, Valve picks a bunch of people from DigiPen, which mm -hmm. is a, a video game school, right? It's, like, hard to get into, and it's, like, oh. it's like an art... It's, like, a serious is, art is school where you Australia? have to have, like, a portfolio, right? If you go to, it like, a community college and take a game design course, you might as well just, like, write your community college a big check and mm -hmm. then go do good get a job at a coffee shop right i think because i which might feel, be a good experience i kind of feel like that would be the equivalent of like oh here you can get a degree in being a professional baseball player right and they teach you everything about baseball but like you know if you were going to be a professional right, baseball player, but, you'd but you don't do that baseball. right you you play for your college team baseball and right. then you, you get play a bunch of drafted. baseball if you want to be a baseball player you play a bunch of baseball you don't go I to see. school about how to play baseball right mm -hmm. like you do maybe you, his degree is playing a bunch of video games artists don't go to school to be artists right artists can go to school to learn technique exactly but you don't go to artist school where they teach you how to have ideas no for arts but right? um there is something to be said about being around people other people who are interested in the same field mm -hmm. and that can teach you more about being an artist sure but yes you you go to school for technique 
and for um, access to facilities, which would be another reason to go to a school. Not really. No? Access to other people, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's not there's not facilities. There's not, like, a dark room that you need to make a video game, and it's expensive to have that at your house, right? You just need a computer. In a dark room. Yeah, you have to be in a dark room. So, but, you, but what you do is just tape some cardboard... Uh, over the over the windows and you put tinfoil on the outside of them shiny side out uh, to lower your electric bill Mm -hmm. i mean first you really need to know or not know whether it's uh day or night outside oh right yeah that's the most important thing right because only when you are freed from the mundane schedules of day-to-day life can you truly be expressive and get some kind of kegerator but uh put mountain dew in it Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a keg of mountain dew Mm -hmm. richard says Hi guys, thanks for reading me how to read my question on the podcast last week. I came over originally from the Overthinking It podcast, and you guys are now tied with them for my favorite, and I'm telling all my friends who listen to podcasts about you. Ah, that's sweet of you, Richard, and everybody else should do that too. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends. I like about it. About listening to Overthink or hear our voices. Oh yeah, no. tell your friends about the Overthinking It podcast. Available online at overthinkingit.com. No, tell, tell your friends about Advice Hot Dog, available at advicehotdog.com. All right. I, I do want to I do want to thank our buddy Matt Rather from the Overthinking sure. It podcast because yeah. he's been he's been dropping us a lot. It's it's sweet. you know and and um I don't listen to Overthinking as much as you do, but the times that I have, I I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good podcast. It's it's a thing to think about. He says I didn't mean to imply that you had a terrible voice. Sorry if it seemed that way. I wouldn't describe your voice as soothing though. More like engaging. It provides a good contrast with Roy's. No hard feelings. No no no. I have no illusions about which one of me or Roy has the soothing or voice. Mm-hmm. It's definitely me. And Richard, you're provably wrong. Yeah. Amelia says, is it weird that I'm really curious to see what you guys look like? Kind of like hearing a radio DJ for years and then seeing what they look like, and it's really strange. I had, I think, the best compliment on my appearance that I've ever had in my life. When I walked downstairs today at, for the for the swimming pool party, uh-huh. and I, I let my hair down, and I was in my uh, I was in my swimming trunks, and, and you uh, had your shirt off. I had my shirt off, uh-huh. and uh, our our guy, who also is one of the guys that works for me, so you know maybe he was just trying to butter me up, okay. ask me for a raise or whatever. But sure. he was like, "Huh, you look like a nerd version of Conan the Barbarian." Whoa, I know that's fucking awesome. That's the best thing anybody's ever said to me. And then you killed a huge yeah. snake. No, I took a sword and I cut him in half right down the middle. And then both halves of him tried to compliment me on the way to the floor. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Ah, uh, boy. <laughs> oh, so are we going to... I'm. I'll post a photo. Oh, will you? Yeah, or something. Oh, God, are you going to find a terrible photo of me from the internet? <laughs> I'm going to find a terrible photo of both of us uh, from our past. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be great. Uh, let's see. Elfin wrote, uh, so I want to buy a big Star Wars Lego set, but I'm having trouble deciding which one. I had my heart set on the giant Millennium Falcon for years, but it's out of the Lego store now and only available on eBay for $900 plus. I also kind of like the look of the big Death Star model, though, for $500. Bucks. Think the extra $400 bucks is worth it? What's your experience with building the Millennium Falcon, Zach? You know, I remember when uh, Riff told me, he showed me, he was like, dude, dude, Zach, look at this. I woke up and I walked down into the, it was when we were, uh, we were staying in London, and uh-huh. I walked down into the living room of the flat. I came down the lift, uh, and he was, he was like, Zach, look at this. Mm-hmm. And he showed it to me on, on the Lego website, and I was like, I, I mean, you can't not buy that. I mean, it's $500. It's a $500 Lego set, but it's... What, you were telling him? Or he was telling you? He told me about it, and I was just Uh like, yeah, like, uh, this proves to me that the universe is deterministic, right? I don't have a choice. I have to buy this. I see. If it had been $900, I don't know. That would have been... 
Well, I mean, I would buy it, but I'm an idiot. Right. I, I have more. You're a rich I have, idiot. I have a combination of more money and desire to collect Star Wars Legos and than I have sense. Yeah. Uh, no, you have lots of sense. So when I bought, I actually bought the Death Star one at a store, uh, mm-hmm. and I haven't put it together yet. But the guy. Oh, it's not that one. That, no. Well, I'm assuming that's some he other needs, Death Yeah, Star that one. was a cheaper one, I think. Actually, this is the playset. The, the right. One, that one. The one that has all the little scenes and like has oh, like right. forty minifigs in it or whatever. And yeah. I'm, that one's awesome. The guy at the that store. That one's five hundred dollars. It was five hundred bucks. Yeah, because they're all like ten cents a piece. Like when you buy a Lego set, it's about ten cents per piece that's oh, in it, and they're five thousand really? pieces. Yeah. Oh. And it scales. So they're very fair. Scales pretty about regularly. Their yeah, prices. it's very it's very egalitarian. I mean, I, I see. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Millennium Falcon was awesome. Like that occupied me for probably two months, you know, would you ever take it apart and then put it back together? Yeah, I never would. And what if someone takes it apart? I don't know. I don't know what, I I don't know what the point of this is, right? You're going to go all Gilbert Godfrey on them. I am. (laughs) People will say, what's eating Gilbert Gottfried? And I'll be like, I, the the existential horror at the destruction that befell my sweet $500 Millennium Falcon. I haven't put the Death Star thing together yet, but when I bought it, the guy who worked at the store was like, ah, oh, this is a great build, man. It's a great build. <laughs> I'm like, yeah? He's like, yeah, I put together the demo model for the store. It's awesome. It's a great like, build. And you know, that made me feel really, really good about the Lego really? store. Because I'm like, you know what? The guy who was working at this retail store selling me Legos fucking loves Legos. And that is awesome. Good reason to be in retail. Sure. At the Lego store. Right. So, yeah, if you, if, if it's the Lego store, yeah. If, if they don't sing, if people are singing there, you just be like, hey, could you look at this thing in the in the pick-a-brick drawer in the back? And then when they, they look in there, they say, I don't see anything. You say, no, 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 it's it's in there. It's this weird. You've made some kind of like huge weird, Lego hammer. Weird thing that I think is wrong in there. And they, they like, no, I don't see it. And you're like, look closer. And they get their head way down in the drawer. And then you just grab them by the back of the head, push their face down into the Legos as hard as you can. Uh-huh. I know this hurts. Stop fucking singing. Wow. And then you let them go. And they mm-hmm. come back and there's Legos all stuck to their faces. Uh-huh. That's like their their faces are, are uh, pebbled. I will I will put together a shiv <laughs> and end you. Yeah, and, and, and it would be square, right? So it would really yeah, hurt would if really, you shoved really, it into really hurt to someone. Yep. I'm not even gonna put one of those antennas on the end of it. Well, can you use one of those um things little tools to to break apart the legos yeah, you probably could you could use it to yeah those are kind of sharp mm-hmm. um what is your advice about just this buy the death star one i mean oh, like okay. don't the extra four hundred dollars is not worth it I'm even prob- though it's a great build probably not i mean the, so there is the, there there are two old sets that i would really like to have but so far it has not been worth it to me part of it it's not that what I. what are they there there was a collector's edition uh x-wing hmm. that was like three that. feet across right and it, you know it was a thing where it was like you know back when i didn't have any money i was like oh man there's no way i would ever it was pay. what it was two, like or two or three hundred dollars yeah. yeah like which now i would buy that in a heartbeat because it's like fuck yeah i'm gonna buy these lego mm-hmm. sets uh but uh, that and there was an AT-AT. There was an AT-AT that was also pretty good sized. Is that the one Riff has or another one? No, because I have that one. I have the one that Riff has. It's a it's a much oh, bigger right. one. Yeah, it's a, it's it's again like I would say probably two feet two feet tall from. Oh, it's probably the same level top. as the Millennium Falcon. Maybe right? Yeah, I don't know because don't, that one doesn't. Oh, I guess it does have minifigs. Yeah, it's scaled to the minifigs. I mean the uh-huh. the the co- well not exactly, but not all of them are scaled. No, I mean the Death Star. You'd have to. Yeah. And the, even the Star Destroyer is not scaled to minifigs because it would have to be like probably a hundred feet long. 
you know, if it was. Do you think anyone's done that? I doubt it. I, I think, think they that, should. I think that would cost more Legos than there. It would, the, the number of Legos that it would take to build a minifig scale Star Destroyer would be more Legos than exist and probably more. Really? And probably cost more than there is money. Sure. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that's I mean, true. there is more. Is that a. Yeah, then there is money, really? Is yeah. there anything that costs more than there is money? Yeah. Like the planet. Well, it's like an infinite number of Legos. Like building a one-to-one scale model of the Earth out of platinum Legos. Yeah, I guess that's true. No, you, you got that, me there. Right? Yeah. You got that would you Even if there was that much platinum, there's no way you'd be able to afford it, even if you had all the money. Right. All right. Uh, or all the platinum. <laughs> Roy, we've run a little long because uh, people went two weeks without us, and I wanted to make sure they got a, a, got a good extra. dose. Uh, mm-hmm. But are you, are you ready for the stinger? Yes, I, I think I'm ready for that. Say it again. Stinger. Mm-hmm. Josh writes, Dear Advice Hot Dog, khakis or jeans? I, oh. I'm i going to go on record as saying that khakis are like polo shirts insofar as nothing cool has ever been done to or by someone wearing khakis. You think so? Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> I cannot support that because I don't have proof, but I hate the word khakis. Yeah? Yeah. What do you hate about it? It's like you're wearing some kind of poop pants. Mm-hmm. That's, when, that's what I think of. Khakis. Do you not like eating peanuts because they're cacahuates? I think I'm okay with cacahuates, yeah, but, okay but uh, that is the implication. Like uh, khakis, I think, I think of cacas. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little khaki. I want to put on my cacas, mm-hmm. and, and that seems... That seems gross. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Just put on your jeans. Yeah. Your, jeans. your pantalones de mezclilla. That's how you say jeans? Yeah. Pantalones de mezclilla. Mezclilla. What's mezclilla? Like mixed. It's like denim? Oh, De- mixed. It's denim. Mixed. Put on I your mean, mixed that pants. means denim, but, you know. That, that, that'll keep the sun off your mixed nuts. That, that's the name of denim. Okay. Put on your denim pants. Uh, so jeans also have the advantage of matching a denim jacket, uh, which you've written the Metallica or a denim shirt, the Metallica logo on the back mm-hmm. uh, in ballpoint pen. What's what's called? Uh, is that what the Canadian tuxedo is? Yeah, yeah. There was a kid. Uh, there was a kid uh, that I went to school with that had a, uh, a denim jacket. That yeah, he had, that he had written uh, the logo of the band Poison on it, but he left <laughs> left out the I. So he just had a denim jacket that said pose on. Really? Um, yeah. He was Did not... it look like the actual logo? So he had spent a bunch kind of time on it? Of, yeah, kind of. And then by the time he got to the eye, he's yeah, like, he was like, well, fuck. And my, like, clearly my parents can't afford a second denim jacket. So I'm going to have to I, go to school I, with this I one. once did a similar thing when I was in uh, fifth grade. I was at a friend's house and uh, they were having a garage sale and it was right after the movie Batman came out and we were really excited about Batman. Mm-hmm. And I made a garage sale sign that looked like the Batman emblem. But after making the sign, we realized that I had spelt out garage sale. <laughs> but it looked like the Batman emblem, which was still awesome. Right. So, yeah, I mean... that. People did want to know if we had any garges, though, and we didn't. Yep. We were all out. Uh, well, maybe they thought it was a gargle sale. <laughs> they were like, I'm out of mouthwash. Yeah. Quick. Fix me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So don't d- fucking khakis, man. Khakis are for boring people to wear to work. 
Or people who work at Target. No, khakis are what you wear on casual Friday. Biz cash fry. Yeah. Polo shirts. Normally you're wearing your slacks. Okay. Polo shirts. Fuck that. It, like, if you're not dressing up, wear some fucking jeans or just, just some ripped up boxers with your nuts hanging out of them. Fucking khakis. Jesus. <laughs> I, um, I, I have to mention this about polo shirts. I, I went to a birthday um, lunch for myself and my other brother whose birthdays are, are close together. And uh, I met all of my brothers and their significant others. And uh, my sister-in-law, because I decided to wear a polo shirt that I have, um, because that's what my brothers wear. <laughs> she looked at me, and I think this is the first time she's ever seen me in a polo shirt. She said, you look so good. <laughs> why, <laughs> why don't you normally look like this? Yeah. One of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why polo shirts fill me with such With rage, ire. right? I, yeah. Yeah. I, there is no reason for that to exist. There is no Unless reason. Unless you're playing polo, right? How many if people you're do you playing know, polo, relative to the number of people who wear fucking polo shirts, how many people do you know that play polo? Pocket polo. <laughs> okay. That's when you, you're playing pocket pool, but you got a bigger, um, you're not using a cue. You're using a, exactly. a club. Yeah. yeah. Know, some kind of horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, th- I think that's going to do it. Sure. Uh, I, I, should we, we tell our, people how to uh, we should, reach we should. us? You, you should do it. Okay, you can reach us, uh, first of all, on our website, which is advicehotdog.com, which is still the temporary website, and will probably be so for a while, so please be patient. Thank you. Uh, you can also send us some Gmails at advicehotdog at gmail.com. Try not to be all passive-aggressive like Roy's <laughs> being about the website. No, I'm, I'm just saying you, that I'm You sorry. made the website yourself, man. <laughs> you, can't, you can't blame me. No, no I'm, I'm not being passive-aggressive towards you. Oh, you did make I'm, it by copy-pasting my no, other I did. shitty yeah, temporary yeah, it website. Was, it was your yeah. shitty template. Yeah. Uh, you can go to the Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash advicehotdog, uh, which, which is great. People really like going, going there. Or uh, you can go to Twitter, follow some of our tweets, and uh, also post on there to let us know some questions, which is at advicehotdog.com. Or you can do like Felgod. Is that it? Yeah, Felgod. Mm-hmm. And write to us at Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona 85274. Or you can call us at 769 218 9225, which spells out Roy 218 Zach Z A C K. You're going to be a pro at this, Roy. Yeah, I'm trying. I practice at home. The only the only problems you had there were my interruptions. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't stammer. You didn't stutter. Have you been practicing yelling fuck a lot in America? I have been. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that gets you right over it. Yeah. So uh, visit, visit us there, and uh, you can visit our other projects, which are uh, kingdomofloathing.com or fuzzyballsapparel.com. Also videogameshotdog.com. Yeah, videogameshotdog.com, which uh, you can listen to Zach talk about other other things, which are video games related. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. I listen um, to it. Oh, good. Good, I'm glad. I do. None of the people that uh, listen to, that work on video games hotdog listen to Advice Hot Dog, yeah, so you're, fuck you're just a better person than they are. Yeah, You I got try. more of that mother's milk. It's just you. I, I just want more of you. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I just pretend you're talking about not video games. Well, I want more of you too, Roy, but sadly, there's just no time for it tonight. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Give us, a, give us a rating on iTunes. Give us a review great. if you got something Yeah, it's to been a while since we've uh, read any new reviews, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to wonder. I'm yeah. starting to wonder if anybody cares. I'm afraid yeah. we've become irrelevant. I mean, we've, we've had 13 episodes, and 
Mm. I don't know. You know, everything tends to peak after the 12th thing. 13 is bad luck, right? Yeah, we got to we got to get over this hump. All right. We'll Well, see you next week, Roy. And we'll see the rest of you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.